On the 14th of February, 1895, at St. James Theatre in London, a new play premiered at the height of Oscar Wilde's career. That play, of course, was The Importance of Being Earnest, a play that made fun of practically every social convention of its day. And in that play, the two young characters named Jack and Algernon lead double lives of both responsibility and pleasure, which gets them into trouble by taking on other names, and the play has this mix of zany twists, and both men fall in love with women who really wish they'd be named Ernest. So the two men befriend the local priest, the Reverend Dr. Canon Chasuble, and they seek to rename themselves Ernest through the sacrament of baptism. After all, what could be more wholesome than getting baptized taking on a chosen name, and at the end, ending up with the women of their dreams. Simple, right? And so this ridiculous scene from the play opens. Dr. Chasuble. Everything is quite ready for the christenings. Lady Bracknell, the mother of Gwendolyn, Jack's love interest, responds, The christening, sir, is not that somewhat premature. Dr. Chasuble looks puzzled and points to Jack and Algernon. Both these gentlemen have expressed a desire for immediate baptism. Lady Bracknell in utter disbelief. At their age, the idea is grotesque and irreligious. Algernon, I forbid you to be baptized. I will not hear of such excesses. Is that really the way in which you waste your time and money? Dr. Chasuble, seeing how things are deteriorating, am I to understand then that there are to be no christenings at all this afternoon? The main suitor, Jack, who really wants to be named Ernest, replies, I don't think that, as things are now, it would be much practical value to either of us, Dr. Chasuble. And then, of course, the play all falls apart from there. Baptism, as excessive and grotesque and irreligious. Outrageous. When the play was written, formal occasions as baptism were seen as old, stuffy, out of touch with the modern world, misunderstood by most. In more recent years, the church has sought to reclaim what baptism is really about. Today, we hear one of the most beloved stories in the Bible, the beginning of Jesus's public life. The encounter of Jesus arriving to the Jordan and seeing John preaching a baptism of repentance and a call to live a new life. Mark's gospel gives us few details, but we hear this prophecy of John saying that someone greater will be coming to not only baptize with water, but with the power of the Holy Spirit. And then, boom, Jesus, he's there. And so John baptizes him. The heavens tear apart, and the Spirit of the living God falls upon him with a voice. You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. And Mark ends it at that. That's it. That's all he says. So what are we to make of this? Well, Jesus' baptism provokes the heavens to be ripped apart to let in the Spirit of God into him, into Jesus, and into the world. That, for starters, I'd say is pretty significant. 
But then to top it all off, we get a voice naming Jesus for who he is, for everyone who can hear. And over 2,000 years later, we still have people coming to the water. We still have people seeking the experience of the Holy Spirit. We have people seeking the healing and the renewal and the ushering in of a new name, a new life, a new blessing, and a new reality. And we get all that from baptism? Excessive? Outrageous? Yes. Why talk about this at all, though? Why even remember this day in the church here? What on earth could we possibly glean from talking about baptism today on January the 10th, 2021? Well, we do know that already this January 2021, insurrectionists tried to invalidate an election and destroy our government this past week. We've learned that our president willfully incited a riot to end the rule of law in this nation. We have our own beloved state of Arizona ranking number one in the number of COVID infections and an absent governor to go along with it. We have people in our wearied society who are tired of trying to survive this pandemic. We have neighbors who are victims of discrimination and police brutality because of the color of their skin. And we have beloved members of our own congregation who mourn the loss of parents, spouses, friends, and even some of us, some of our very own, who find themselves ill at home and too scared to seek medical help because it could theoretically lead to financial ruin and or their death. Yeah, there's a lot of to think about as we remember this day, this day of Christ's baptism. But all is not lost. No, not in any way, shape, or form. If anything, the baptism of Jesus shows us one more way how the full power and presence of God has not only been fully placed upon Jesus, but even more so when God literally ripped open the heavens of the physical world and poured the Holy Spirit like a beautiful dove into our world, proclaiming belovedness, guidance, and favor, the baptism event was Jesus' start to everything he sought to do on this earth. It was the springboard of his redeeming the world. And alongside Jesus, it is our springboard too. Baptism reminds us that we're never ever separated from God. In fact, baptism not only gives us this closer connection to God's spirit, we are sealed in God's spirit, enveloped in God's spirit. We are literally claiming that God's spirit lives in us. And when we do that, then we take on and confront the chaos of this new year. We face the challenges that our society has, and we, as the followers of Jesus, the baptized, empowered people of God, we take the full weight of the divine upon ourselves to do the good work that God intends for us to do in this world right here and right now. This isn't about waiting for any new secular leader to save us. No, our leader, Jesus, has died. Our leader has also risen, and our leader will come again. 
and you have been deputized through the waters of baptism to keep carrying out his work day by day until he comes again. Excessive? Outrageous? You bet it is. But it gets even better than this. Yesterday was the 11th anniversary of my ordination to the priesthood, and for that, I'm very thankful. But there's something better. Today's feast, the baptism of Christ, today's feast is the anniversary of all of our ordinations. Remembering our baptism isn't just about taking a dip in a refreshing pool of grace. Nope, it's more. It's an ordination. It's a commissioning for ministry. It's a strength for spiritual combat. In the words of the author Marianne Mix, it's the ordination of the laity. Today is the anniversary of our ordination as people of God. The remembrance of Christ's baptism, the remembrance of our own, and it is a feast of our ordination, our commissioning, our empowerment of the people to say no to the insurrectionists that tried to tear down the Capitol and the seditious acts by our president that threaten our democracy. It's us being ordained and empowered by God to confront the evils of racism, anti-Semitism, the occult, and the overt white supremacy that manifests in our world. Today is the day that God stands right next to us and invites us to boldly proclaim, in the name of Jesus Christ, enough. We are not going to approve of evil behavior anymore. Not now, not ever. This is the anniversary of our ordination. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. And we are his deputies as ordained, baptized, commissioned people of God to love this world into a new reality to bless this world into new patterns of behavior, to put away the evil that lurks in the darkness, and to shine the light of truth and love into absolutely every location we encounter. Brothers and sisters, this is why today is so important. The heavens were torn when Jesus was baptized and God poured in. The curtains of God's holy temple were torn in Jerusalem on that day that Jesus was crucified, and God poured out once again into the world. We have God pouring God's very presence upon us with every step we take, every breath we breathe, every time we awaken, every time we sleep, and today, on this Feast of Christ's baptism, we are invited to claim that, yes, God is with us. That yes, God lives through us and in us. That yes, we will be saying yes to claiming our baptism and that we will go onwards into this world and be the people God not only created us to be, but the people that God, through our baptism, ordained us to be. You, me. We're in this with Jesus. He's leading. So come on. Let's go.